But it's because you look like you look like a big deal. Look at you, the background, the mic, the headphones. That's my. That's intimidating. That's not intimidating. That's my exercise bike. <laughs> oh, I thought that was like equipment. No, that's my. Ex- <laughs> well, it is equipment, but it's my no, exercise know, bike. Oh, okay. I thought it was like no, a sound thing or something. <laughs> I wish I wanted. I wanted to put like curtains on the on the back wall here because it's like a, it's a wooden barn door. Yeah, but La Jefa's like, cool. nah, I don't know about that. I know. I feel like that's your trademark. Thing. I feel like that's your trademark. The podcast has to have the barn doors on the back. I, I don't know. I beg to differ. But yeah. hey, it's 50 50 here. So if I can't get 100% of approval, then I can't. It's zero. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's a good. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Neck Out Podcast. This is your host, Usaka. I am joined by a verified legitimate queen today. Mm, and if all you. the ladies, if all the ladies are out there, you know who this queen is. Y'all better bow down and show some respect <laughs> because she is Aww. the queen of queens. Okay. Aww. We have today the fabulous Ebby Chavarria. Hello. Yay. How are I'm you giving doing? myself an applause. Give yourself I'm good. An applause. I'm good. Thank you. I'm not wearing my crown today. Budget cut, so. <laughs> Budget cut. You got to get, so. get the ones from Party City. The I know. The ones that turn ones. Your, your finger all green. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> How are you doing? Hi. Good. I see good. Thanks for having me on. I'm a little, like I told you, I'm a little nervous. I That's feel like right. I'm the on my appointment for immigration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get interviewed. You gotta make sure you answer all your questions. You know what's funny? I don't know if I ever Mm -hmm. told this story, but I actually, um, and this was I forgot maybe like two years ago. My one of our close friends, our close family friends, uh, her husband was applying for citizenship, (laughs) and he got called in for the interview, and he actually asked me to be the interpreter, to. to tra- Ooh, the translator yeah and so i was like first of all i was obviously like honored you know just to, that he that he thought of me that way and then second i was nervous as hell yeah. like when you get in <laughs> when you get into that room and you're like you see all these yeah. people there and yep. it's just it's not like it's not a scary place to be in but you know like hey people's citizenship Lies, either gets approved or yep. revoked here so yep, you yep. better not screw this up yeah. So it was just it was like a very nerve wracking process. Um, yeah. It lasted maybe like an hour or something like that. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it took a while because his uh, his wife was like she would get so anxious. She would want to start yeah. answering some of the questions. And they kept telling her, like, you can't talk. This is not for you. You're here, oh. but you're not allowed to answer for him. So yeah. she would be like, disculpe, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, so, and so it was just like it was like very tense but look luckily he got his results his answer back like i forgot how many months ago but he he was approved for his citizenship so nice. i was i was extremely happy for him and i was just like oh man i don't want to do that ever again i know because imagine if you would have answered something wrong because you were nervous and stuff they would be like what's the capital of wisconsin right you would have answered something else uh, and he would have been like uh cocaine I smuggled cocaine. <laughs> and then they would have been like, damn, that's a done deal. It's a wrap. You're not getting your citizenship. <laughs> I know. The guy interviewing is pressing a button underneath his desk. Like, right? Come it's and get like, this guy. Security, security. We got him. We got him. I know. Yeah, I but, did but, that before. I've done that before. Oh, so really? I know how nerve wracking. Yeah. In Anaheim, I was like trying to get some like side money 
And they're like, oh, "Oh, we need you to be an interpreter." Yeah, and they were mm-hmm. paying like probably like two hundred dollars every time I would go. Damn. But I, I was, yeah, they were paying me good. That's but I was, good it money. was just too, it was too nerve wracking because you see like our people with their kids and like they're literally at the mercy of like this white dude behind the desk yeah. or like you know whoever they are. But yeah, I know I, I was like, I can't do this. This is too yeah. nerve wracking. It was too much pressure on the interpreter. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. And I feel like. You're not supposed to take every case like, you know, too hard and, and, you know, take it personal. But it's like, how can you not, you know, our roots are like that. So I think and I'm glad you brought that up because I think we could segue into, you know, being Hispanic and being growing up Hispanic in this era. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's just no way that we can cut our ties to our homeland. Like no. there's no way I could go into that. Like if I started doing what you, what you were doing, the interpreter stuff. Yeah. Like if if I if I had a bad feeling that they were gonna get like denied or something, I would feel yeah. so bad for myself. Yeah. And like it's just something that it's just a weight I don't want to carry. So I yeah, get what you're no. saying. Like you would not yeah. want to feel responsible for no, you know, being a part of that. Um, no. But and you it's, gotta look it's, at those people in the eyes, like you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, perdón, like I can't do anything. Like, I yeah. can't. Yeah. And they're probably going to give you like the, no, no, está bien, está bien, no se nos culpe, es que sea la bendición de Dios. And then that's yeah. when I'm like, oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at my mom. I feel like any older yeah. Hispanic woman that I see, yep. I see my mom. Yeah. And you're denying them to come to, you know, El Norte and stuff yeah. like that. I know. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you real quick. So were you actually born here or you were born somewhere else? No, I was born in Frisco. I was born in Cali, Frisco. That's why I always rep my, sorry, so I rep my off. San Francisco. <laughs> You're like, podcast is done. I'm done. Podcast is <laughs> over, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's the shortest podcast in the world. No, no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. So you were born in San Francisco. I was born in San Francisco. Yeah, my parents lived out there for a couple months. Um, mm-hmm. the Actually, the church my dad was a part of from El Salvador I sent him to to Frisco um, to start a church there. So I was born out there. I only lived there for like a couple months and then we had to move to El Salvador so my dad could mm-hmm. fix his papers. But I was born there and I was like, you know what? I was born there, I'm gonna rip it. So yes. I mean, Frisco, technically Bay on Girl. paper, you are. You're a San Francisco native. Um, yep. I've been to San Francisco a couple of times, but every time I've gone, I've always gone with family as a younger mm-hmm. person. So I've never actually been able to explore the city. Mm-hmm. And it's you I always think go only to the same time. spots. You go to the yeah. same spots, the Red Bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh. Both of them. They want to go to both of them. They want to oh, yeah. go there. They want to go to that little place where like the it's like a the it's zigzag like the, street. Yeah, the zigzag street. That thing. And I'm just like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But but like, you know, older Hispanic people, they only go to the touristy spots. Same. And me yeah. personally, I'm like, I want to go see something different, you know, maybe yeah. even explore outside of the city. But yeah. that they're just like, no, hi, vamos a ir con tu tía y vamos a estar. Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah cool the great you should have just left me behind yeah at home and it's funny because like when you go to those spots like in frisco like the bridge or like chinatown or like um you know the fashion district or like the little street with the you see like our people there like you see the raza there and i'm like oh yeah they're 
taking photos yep yep yeah <laughs> it's funny do you see them like you spot them I'm like yeah we're, we're pretty much doing the same thing here they, and they love it too they love it my parents went back i forgot how long ago uh, i think they went three weeks ago and of course that's where they went they want to go see it like if they've never seen it before we've been to san francisco we have family in san francisco we've been there like maybe five six times yeah. and i'm like they always go to the same place like, did you forget what it looks like yeah it's the yeah. same it's the it same hasn't color. moved yeah maybe a same couple color. more people have jumped off the bridge and stuff but like for real. you know there's nothing has changed photo, so photo. <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> but that's how they are so so you grew up in san francisco right and then you said you no i was back. born there yeah so oh, sorry, I, was, yeah, I didn't even born yeah there? yeah i was born there and then like i celebrated my first birthday in el salvador so we had to move oh, to el wow. salvador yeah so my dad could fix his papers mm-hmm. so my first birthday was in el salvador which i don't remember of course but yeah it's nice to say <laughs> how long <laughs> how long did you spend in el salvador before you came back literally like months it wasn't that long it was months and oh, it's wow. crazy because like um hopefully i'm not butchering the story but like my dad had to fix the paper so i think he had to stay longer and then mm-hmm. my uncle had to bring me to the united states and he's from guatemala so it was like a like a crazy like transaction everything yeah. legal of course because i was born here and all that but right. yeah and my dad had to fix his papers but my mom was probably like, I'm not raising my child in El Salvador, like, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. So yeah, was, she's like, you gotta time. go to LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, okay, so you come back, right? Your uncle brings you back. And then yeah. you stay here for the rest of your life, pretty much. Yeah, I grew up in LA until like fourth grade. And then mm-hmm. my parents were like, we needed, we need to take them to the burbs. So they moved us. Um, I started fourth grade in Downey, right? That's why okay. I, I love Downey um and from fourth grade to my first year of college i lived in downey oh yeah. wow yeah so i grew up in downey girl mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense because on your instagram post you always put downey girl and i'm like wait but she lives in whittier no, because so no, i'm like i wasn't making the connection but now it makes yeah. sense yeah yeah okay so downey so girl. you moved so you grow up in downey right yeah so you, <laughs> you go to school yeah. there you go to high school there and then you go into college, right? Yes. What college did you go to? Cerritos. Cerritos Auto Square. Cerritos. <laughs> hey, it's close to there. Cerritos, really? It is? Um, community College. Yeah, it's like on the other side of the freeway. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, close okay. to there. Cerritos Community College. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then yeah. what were you like trying to study when, when you got there? I honestly, I don't know. I was just like, you know, my dad pretty much didn't give me an option um he's like he's like you're not taking a year off you know and straight to school whatever so I was like sure so that's why I feel like it took me so long to graduate with my degree because I was like a nomad like I was just like wandering like I guess I gotta take this class because I had I'm the oldest in my family Mm -hmm. so you know I had to navigate through this world you know and no one was like okay make sure you take your general eds like now i know all that stuff but yeah yeah so i was just like i guess i I gotta take writing computer and all that stuff and not until later on i was like oh i want to be a in in counseling and psychology oh okay and that's what you got your degree in right eventually you got it in psychology psychology, yeah okay okay let's go not a psychic not a psychic a psychology (laughs) do people really get them mixed up yeah, they're like, you know, like if I could oh read God. minds and I was like, oh no, that's God. a whole different lady. 
the hangs are set up at her house. You know, <laughs> You're like, no, that's the lady down the street. You want to visit her? <laughs> yeah, but, and so, you know, with the lights. There. Yeah, no, yeah. no. It's With like the little kind of like the little headdress thing, though, <laughs> whatever they wear around their head. I've never been there, Musica. Do you got a story to tell? No, 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 no. No, I'm just. It's because what the movies portray them as. Yeah, they always have yeah. that little like some thing around their head. Yeah, like a I towel think, kind of thing. I think they're called like tarot uh, card tarot readers. readers. Like yeah, tarot. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really mess with that kind of stuff. I don't really yeah. like messing with spirits in general. Yeah. Um, because I they I honestly believe they do exist and I mm-hmm. don't bug them. People are dead. Yeah. Let them be dead. <laughs> Let them enjoy the afterlife. Rest there's in no reason, peace. Yeah, there's no reason for me to like light stuff and make these weird circles yeah. and try to summon spirit. Like it's not necessary. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um I wanted to ask you about um so you so you went through college right after high school. And you were kind yeah. of like, you weren't really sure what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned that because me, Beast and Larry had this episode, I think like two, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. where we briefly touched on, you know, the how people go into college straight out of high school mm-hmm. and they still don't really know what they want to do. And what yeah. instead what, what ends up happening is a lot of people, I feel they waste two three years um just trying More to like, like seven <laughs> bro hey sign me up too because i did that too i did that as well and obviously for different reasons but i feel like a lot of people are so a lot of traditional hispanic parents especially are so have their mind embedded in no my child has to go to college in order yeah. to be successful which yeah. if, depending on what field you want to get into yeah. you obviously have to go to school there is no yeah, quite like do you want to be a doctor yeah. <laughs> please go to school yeah <laughs> don't yep. try to learn on youtube how to do yeah. surgeries and stuff yeah but for other people like in my case i always wanted to do music and i knew that's what i wanted to do but i still mm-hmm. went to college to appease my parents yeah but i was like i don't really kind of want to be here like yeah so to me it was something that you know later on down the line i realized like if i were to go to college now i feel like i would appreciate the knowledge that I would receive a lot more rather than doing it when I'm barely turning 18. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Like, cause you obviously experienced it kind of the same way I did where you didn't really know yeah. what you were doing. Like looking back, would you yeah. have done something different? Looking back, I would do my whole life different. Let's put it that way. We need like a 10, <laughs> 10 episode series with my life. On um, Disney plus. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh my gosh it's just it's because of the culture like it's so so different now and 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 that's why like I'm okay with being very vocal about it mm-hmm. um because I feel like a lot of people don't like to put their dirt out there but I feel like it's good so people don't have to like they I, I like when people learn from my mistakes you know it's mm-hmm. it's because there's I think there's beauty in the flawed you know what I mean and mm-hmm. and and I tell people that too and they're like you know unless you're living under your parents roof you know obviously you gotta do what they say pretty much but you know, when, when I come across people like, oh, I still don't know what I want to do. I'm like, that's, there's, that's nothing wrong. You know, like, yeah. cause I remember like at a high school or like a senior year, they'd be like, oh man, so what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a doctor, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, you know, if you would say, I don't know, it was kind of like, what? You don't know what you want to be, you know? Yeah. But I feel like now, nowadays it's okay to say like, I, I don't know yet. And, and it's okay. I've told this to people like, 
it's okay to change your degree or, you know, to, to, you know, drop out of school, let's say, and, you know, pursue another career that, you know, probably it's not in the academic world. Yeah. Um, because it took me so long, I'm telling you, to get my bachelor's, what, what should have taken like four years, it took me like nine years, like eight, wow. nine years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because it was just so like, you know, you're going to go to college. And I was like, fine. And I'm like kicking back. I'm cruising. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would drop classes like and they'll be like, oh, wow. you're going to get a W. And I was like, OK, I didn't know that it, it looks bad on your record. I was just like, yeah. W, OK, whatever. It means win. Um, I took this. Yeah, win. I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning. Um, uh-huh. You know, but it was just it was just my ignorance in my mm-hmm. my innocent ignorance. Um, you know, and, and it took me so long, you know, then I got married, then, you know, years later, you know, I got pregnant and then I gave birth and then I went back to school. I'm telling you, like all these things have happened in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I got my degree. So, you know, there's no shame in that how long I took, I literally like crawled through graduation, you know, I was Mm -hmm. like, um, but I didn't, I, and that is something I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, not because I'm book smart. I'm not, trust me, I am not book smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something that I feel good that I have because it's a stepping stone to my ultimate career that I want to mm-hmm. do. So I've mm-hmm. had my journey. I've had my journey. Hey, you know what? That's the kind of path that a lot of people think, like in, in a traditional sense, they think that that's the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to yeah. get out of high school, go to college immediately, know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. graduate mm-hmm. and go and get that job right out yeah. of high school. Yeah. And like the rea- that's just not the reality nowadays. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I feel like this generation is definitely more open to being like, you know what, if you if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college, whatever, yeah. you know, go work, get an internship somewhere, get some experience. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there are always memes that come up on the Internet where employers are memes. like, but employers are like, oh, we want uh, 10 years of work oh, experience and you're fresh yeah. out of high school. It's like, how is that possible? And then it's like, yeah, OK, yeah. I want to get the experience by working for your company, but you won't hire me because I don't have that experience. So it. Yep. it just doesn't make sense. So, yeah. And then you got to think, too, Usika, sorry to interrupt. No, you ahead. have to think, too, when you graduate high school, you're like about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. An 18 year old person, a young person will not have the life experience and the mentality like a usika at 18 is not usika at 28 mm-hmm. or 38 right. you yeah. know what i mean so that's why i encourage people it's okay to change your mind you're developing you're learning things you're by yourself you know like that you know what? i don't want to go into this field anymore i want to go into that field you know so but i feel like it's ingrained it's like a pressure like invisible pressure mm-hmm. that you have to know what you you know and i'm like no it's, it does not work like that i believe it's not like yeah. that. yeah no, I, I, I agree 100%. Um, one of the examples I would use, it's funny, like through the gen- through my siblings generation, which is my older mm-hmm. sister, me, and then obviously Edson, mm-hmm. my older sister was pretty much forced into like going into college. She went to college. <laughs> she got her degree. She has a great Wait, stable job. What do you job. mean forced? What do you mean forced? Like, well, not forced, but like my, <laughs> no, I get you. you know, my parents were very like, hey, y- you better go to college. Yeah, there's no option. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're the first child, you kind of get the brunt Mm -hmm. of it, and then that middle child is a little bit more easier, and then the the younger one is the has it. Yeah, yeah. This is a fact. So that was kind of the dynamic (laughs) with with my siblings. So my sister went to college. She got her degree. She has a great job. Um, I went to college for a little bit, dropped out, and then Edson (laughs) also 
went to college mm-hmm. almost, you know, hesitantly, but he went, you know, to appease parents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it got to a point where he started talking to me, like, hey, you know what? I don't know about college and I kind of just want to mm-hmm. keep working because and I want to have him on actually to 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 have mm-hmm. him talk about his journey. But for those obviously, Abby, you worked close with him, you know what he was kind of what, what he was going through. Yeah. And uh, so just to give a long story short, Edson is working at uh, Jersey Mike's and he oh, man, I don't even know if I want if I should say it, but he got promoted to a higher position. And so he yeah. And so Mm -hmm. he was like Edson was just so focused on getting more experience. And he would ask Mm -hmm. me, like, you know, what do you think? I'm thinking about, you know, dropping out of school and whatnot. And I don't like I don't I don't I don't know. Like, what do you think? And I just told him honestly, like, you look, if you have opportunities to to get more experience in any field, in any field, I feel like you have the time eight years later to go back to school because yes. school is always going to be there. I've been in college mm-hmm. with 40 year old, 40 year olds, 50 year olds taking a class. I mean, yeah. maybe because they brought them for because they didn't want to send them to daycare, but <laughs> But 40 year olds, yeah, yeah 50 it's year true. olds, yep. they're taking classes. Olds, and yep, yep. They're there, they're in there. Yes, so, they yep. you know, I just don't, I just don't want people to feel like they have to go now because if they don't, mm-hmm. like their time mm-hmm. is up. I would much rather mm-hmm. you give up going to school than to pass up on an opportunity to get some mm-hmm. real life experience. And that's going to benefit you way more because in, in the real world, what people care about, you know, if you have a degree, that definitely helps your resume for sure. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, a hundred percent. But what mm-hmm. they really care about is what you can do for the company in terms of experience, mm-hmm. leadership skills, mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. these things. So when, yeah. if you do have the luxury of being able to go to school and, you know, muscle through it and learn all, all that you can, and you can kind of group that with experience, you're going to be in a great position, but mm-hmm. that doesn't always like, that's also not, always the case because Mm -hmm. in my old job I had a supervisor who he was so I used to work with kids in elementary schools and so he was a supervisor for a while and he wanted to get into I think it was like some kind of uh, counseling office but he didn't have a degree for it and so but he told me you know I'm gonna apply anyway because I feel like my experience Mm -hmm. will speak more than somebody who has a degree and who is fresh out of college without experience Mm-hmm. And so I told him, yeah, dude, like do it, you know, keep me updated. So then a couple of weeks went by and, and he, he came back to me and he's like, yo, I got the job. Wow, and sure enough, he, and he was like, sure enough, I was the only person in that room who didn't have a degree. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that speaks to, and I, this is not me trying to like, you know, downplay people who do have degrees, but oh, yeah. I just don't want people to overlook how important mm-hmm. experience real life experience is mm-hmm. and how much that can help you along with a degree yeah I agree I completely agree because like it's kind of that thing your book's smart but not street smart you know mm-hmm. but it's just it's so important that's why I love when people volunteer and just you know get because when you when you experiment with different roles you know you'll be like oh I'm not the leadership type but I'm a great you know helper or I'm not this type of person but I'm a but how are you going to know until you put yourself in those positions, yeah. you know? So yes, I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I see eye to eye with you. It's a guy. And I actually, I, I know I always say this, but um, you know, I always thank you and Ben and Larry and beast and germs for, 
taking in my brother and taking care of him mm-hmm. and really showing because I think that was the first time that Edson really felt like me personally, right? I feel like that's the first time he felt like what he was doing had mm-hmm. some kind of purpose. And I Aww. think that's what people really don't understand sometimes is when they volunteer their time to you, that mm-hmm. might be like, oh, I'm just here kind of, you know, whatever, because my parents mm-hmm. have me here. But to somebody else who is benefiting from your work, mm-hmm. you mean a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what started to open up Edson's eyes. And he started to see the impact that he was having on certain people. Yeah. And it was like many people, a lot of people. And it was like, I, I was honestly shocked how the transformation that he went through, like from the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the day I took him to church and we were backstage with Ben and he was showing him around to like fast forward a year later, he was a completely different person. So Aww. I think anybody who is maybe not lost, but is unsure of what they want to do, go volunteer somewhere, volunteer yeah. your time, yeah. your energy, yeah. and you'd be yeah. surprised at the kind of things yeah. that you will learn about yourself. Yeah. And the impact you have on others. And, and I think that's such a beautiful thing because, you know, throughout the years here working at the church, like I've seen that, you know, firsthand, mm-hmm. first, firsthand experience, like, um, and I don't want to take credit on like your brother and stuff like that, because my participation was very minimal compared to the guys. Um, but it's just, I'm telling you, like your brother, like he has this magnet to him and just, I just feel like that speaks a lot of where he comes from and his family Mm-hmm. um and you know obviously we know you and just how you know you you brought him for a birthday gift one time like who does that <laughs> you know what I mean like you didn't have to do that but you, you know it so it, it speaks you know as a whole you know about your family and stuff like yeah. that but but I love to see that like people like you know grow in that like oh you know I'm comfortable being a leader and mm-hmm. you know and then also like are you okay with getting feedback you know like what did I do wrong so, so it's like a whole process Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, I, I saw that firsthand and, and he has that under his belt. No one could take that away from mm-hmm. him. You know, when when mm-hmm. he ever asked me, like, Eddie, you know, can you give me like a, you know, a letter of recommendation for sure? You know, and, mm-hmm. and people do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I saw that in him and I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah, I love definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I miss him just as much as you do. <laughs> I don't get to Aww. see him that much. I mean, because sometimes I'll be at the house and he'll have work a long shift, so he'll go to sleep. I don't, I don't bother him. I, I know he's tired, but uh, but he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. And I think, you know, if there are any any younger kids out there that are listening that feel like they don't really have a purpose, um, just mm-hmm. try to volunteer somewhere. Just try yeah. to give your time and energy to something, because I feel like humans, I feel like it's embedded in us to feel like we belong somewhere, to feel yeah. that we have a purpose, whether it's dancing, cooking, uh, business, art, singing, uh, church, being a leader in anything. Everybody wants to feel like we belong somewhere. And Mm -hmm. some people just, they can't navigate through that uncertainty. And sometimes it takes an out somebody who who was like a stranger in this case, who was you guys to be Mm -hmm. like, no, this is what you're capable of. You know, let's put you in this position and see what, see what you can do. And I, and I see like, you know, maybe a lot of people get intimidated because they think they have to be the leader, be the, Mm -hmm. the, the boss, be the top one. But I look at it like as a body, you know, maybe some people might think the pinky and the, in the foot is it's insignificant, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's, it's, it it needs, you know, the whole, the body needs it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In order to function as the way it's supposed to function. So 
you know, sometimes like to me, like, you know, things that might seem small to people, like an insignificant job, but it's, it could be the biggest thing for someone, you know, like, yeah. oh, you do that, but they go home fulfilled, you know what I mean? Like, and, mm. and, and I think that's what it's about. It's not about titles or it's not about, oh, I need this position in order to be fulfilled. Sometimes it's like the, you know, the people who clean up the trash in the ocean, like in the ocean or in the beach or parks, maybe to someone's like, oh my God, that type of, but it's like, maybe to them, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm giving back to this beautiful city or this beautiful, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think it's like a whole thing, like, you know? Yeah. I, no, I, def I definitely agree. I agree 100%. Um, and yeah, so let's, let's transition into the the man the myth the legend <laughs> mr benjamin chavaria because boy mr. and i Benjamin's. still i still need to get him on here because that uh, man you gotta is, do a three-hour special with that i will i will gladly do a 10-hour special with that man oh he would, <laughs> he would. because <laughs> because behind oh every man there's a woman that is just looking at him slapping like, mm, him on the mm, 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 exactly exactly so obviously oh like Lord. i want to hear for and, and obviously nothing we don't have to put out anything personal no dirty laundry anything like that but you are somebody who has obviously spent a lot of time, a, a, oh. I would say decades, right? A decade or 20, so? 20, like around 20 years. So 20 years. <laughs> You've spent 20 years oh my gosh. getting to know this man, <laughs> like it, all his likes, his dislikes, his characteristics, um, <laughs> the way he carries himself. And obviously, Ben is a very, uh, he's a very welcoming <laughs> person. But he's also a very strong, strong, strong leader in the yeah. in the times that I've been able to be a part of, you know, when I was at RLA, uh, I really got that from him right away, mm -hmm. that he is somebody who is a leader. But I know that you obviously you, you see him in that light, but you also see him in a different light at home, yeah. being a father, being a husband, being a friend, you know, yeah. so tell me what. <laughs> How, first let's oh, go back Lord. let's rewind rewind the tape right how oh, did Lord. you guys meet um <laughs> i've told this story a lot i don't have a shame in my game because like i told you like you know i think i i want people to learn from my mistakes and just the mm -hmm. way i went about things but um yeah um so i've known two of his older brothers um they've known me since i was like nine years old they used to come mm -hmm. to church um, but I knew them and they're volunteers and, but nothing, you know, I didn't know he had like 50 brothers, you know, these guys, a thousand. um, <laughs> a thousand a lot of them. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. I was talking <laughs> to germs and he's like, Oh, I forgot somebody. Um, somebody was, Oh, we were talking about, uh, about Gabriel and how he's going to have, he's going to have his, his daughter. Baby, and I'm yeah. like, and so I told, I told germs, I was like, Hmm. Add that to another another birthday present you gotta get to the list. Yeah, yeah. More than like 20. More than oh like 20 cousins. Gosh. Yeah. And not all the brothers have kids. I know. I need to do cundinas in order to keep up with these <laughs> birthday parties. Yeah, yeah it's, a it's, it's a lot. I even it's today I got an invitation today of a birthday oh, party. Of course. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get 20 today. I know. I love them. Yeah. They're all cool. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, let's let, let sorry oh, Lord. to interrupt. So, no, 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 you're good. So, you know, so one time when uh, his older brother brought him to church mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm a very, like, I know what I like, 
you know, <laughs> you know so um you know I saw him and I was like dang he's cute you know like mm. I'm very I've been I've always been like opinionated mm. you know and I saw him I'm like damn he's cute and mm. um you know I remember I was like oh and then I I saw the connection I was like oh he came with his brother and I know his brother so I'm gonna try to like you know get my way in like that mm. but it was crazy because I was like 15 16 you know and and I was already like you know planning like you know but within seconds you know I had to plan all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> and I was at church to make it worse oh my gosh in front of all um, the hermanitos hermanitos and hermanitas in the yeah. parking lot so um I remember I don't know how I got this like adidas flyer and then I, I went up to him and I was like hey you know I'm like, you know, I'm selling these products, Adidas, blah, blah, blah. I was just, he knew I was just BSing, like, you know. So he, mm -hmm. I guess he thought it was funny. And then obviously I was like, yeah, yeah I'm not selling. It was just more like a little debate little, to like uh, have a conversation. You know, and, and Yeah, a little icebreaker because, you know, no one taught me like, okay, you know, he has to approach you. And it, it was more like, you know savage like you know you yeah. gotta you gotta i have to learn on my own so that's mm -hmm. what i did my hormones were telling me to do that and i mm -hmm. did that and and um yeah i went up to him and that night we talked at the church for like hours i want to say for like three oh, hours wow. and it was crazy because to me i grew up again like in downey in the burbs and he grew up in south central so he mm -hmm. was very different so the way he would talk and i was always like attracted to like ghetto guys or mm -hmm. like you know so the way he would talk, the way he would like, you know, just say things or what he, I was just like, oh my gosh, you're, I'm a, you're going to marry me. Like you're, I was like, you're the one I was boy. Like, you don't know it yet, yeah. but we're going to get married. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and his brother's like, they make fun of me because I they think I was like a stalker, mm. which I probably was, but, um, <laughs> but in a, in a good way. Um, mm. But I just remember like I spoke, I was talking to him and, and I didn't have a lot of guy friends because mm -hmm. you know I wasn't allowed to and all that stuff you know I grew up very very um religious mm -hmm. and um so just by hitting it off with him in the beginning um you know it was just like oh something cool and then back in the days for those who don't know um you know we were still using landlines mm -hmm. um so that's how me and him developed um more like uh, our relationship was was through communication can you believe mm -hmm. it guys not no DMs, no emojis, no, no all that stuff. It was literally phone conversations. Like literally, he had to dial the number and call. Mm -hmm. I'm old, I'm old, but um, we would talk for like ten hours, seven hours, wow. six hours, and it was in silence. Like no, it was literally like conversations. Like you know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a that was like a key thing in the relationship. Um, you know, just how well we could communicate. You know, and and um. Yeah, so we just hit it off from there, and then the mm. rest is history. <laughs> and the rest is just oh, so so. The rest is history. How long after you guys met did you actually get married? So we got married young, which is a thing I I wouldn't recommend anybody getting married at the age mm -hmm. that we would. He was twenty and I was twenty one. Um, okay. but back in the days, again, like I want to use like my flaws or what happened to me to help people, like. You guys don't got to do it that way. You guys could yeah. still get married, but you guys could do it a different way. But, you know, I feel like my parents felt like the pressure of like, you know, anything happening, me getting knocked up or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like that was the motivation behind you guys should get married instead mm -hmm. of like, cool, they're still dating. So it was like a, we planned our wedding within six months. So we dated oh, wow. like at 16, you know, mm -hmm. for four years. 
And then, you know, so it was no, nothing like of a formal proposal. It was nothing like that, a formal, mm-hmm. it was just so fast. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and we wanted that. No one was forcing us. We're like, yeah, let's get married. Okay, cool. Let's get mm-hmm. married. Um, but no one was really like talking to us and be like, you know, is this what you guys really want to do? Mm-hmm. And don't, don't you want, still want to go to school? It was more like, we love each other. We just want to be together. It was just like that fantasy, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like that really affected our reality once, mm-hmm. you know, we settled in. Um, but yeah, we got married young. Um, he was 20 and I was 21. We were wow. babies. That's inter- That's interesting you say that because um again going back to the traditional sense like you're supposed to uh, and for uh, even my girlfriend's parents we're according to them we were supposed to get married first and then move in yeah. and i was of the mindset of like uh, 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 no like yeah. it doesn't make sense like you know obviously when like even in your case you don't see him like when you guys were getting to know each other you didn't mm-hmm. see him every day you didn't spend 24 hours a day with him so the person he's presenting to you, you know, at 5 p.m. when you guys go to dinner might not be the same person that's mm-hmm. that that is there at 8 a.m. in the morning. So yeah. my philosophy has always been it's always better to go and spend a considerable amount of time with uh, with the person, first of all. So date, get to know them, obviously. And then uh, I believe the best transition after that is moving in. Because then that's when you really get to see like, okay, this is how they are in a home setting. And, and, and even before that, even before that, I would say like, you know, get to know their, their goals, their life goals, their morals, their, their beliefs, their philosophy, because obviously it, it has to line up yeah. on some level. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. once you've, you've crossed that bridge, and I, I feel like moving in is just the natural step. And mm-hmm. uh, that applies with me because with me and my girlfriend, we're not married yet. And mm-hmm. we got a house and we're still, mm-hmm. we're still, according to the city, we're still, mm-hmm. ma- we're still single. I'm still mm-hmm. a single person. According to the law, they don't care yeah. that we've been together for however many years. Um, but to me, it was important because I wanted to spend that time with her and get to know her without being like pressured to go and get married. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like kind of the college thing. You know, in, in, in your case, obviously, you guys got married young. It might not have been the best time to do it when you were young. It's kind of like college. It might not be the best time to do it when you're young. You might appreciate college later on down the line when you're more mature yeah. and, and you know that yeah. person a lot better. And mm-hmm. marriage might be the same way for a lot of people. Like, give it time. I really enjoy that person. And then once you've really, you know, like you you've laid out all the cards and you see like, you know, this is the person I want to commit mm-hmm. the rest of my life with yeah. and start a family, then, you know, hit the nail in the coffin. But so uh, that's how you feel. <laughs> Your life is yeah. over. <laughs> no, no, no. No, nah, but it's true. It's like, that's not, like, I'm telling you, there's no shame. And I think, uh, you know, it's better to be transparent. But and I've told this to Ben, too. Like, I feel like the Ebby that was a 20 year, a 16 year old. The Ebby that was a 21-year-old to the Ebby that I'm about to be 36, mm-hmm. I am not the same. I am mm-hmm. not the same. Even the way I look at my spirituality, the way mm-hmm. I have my relationship with God, the way I have my relationship with myself, it, it's a whole different person. So I feel like I and I t- we tell each other that like 
you know, if, if we could do it over, we would have gotten married like in our thirties, mm-hmm. you know, we would have, we would have lived life. That's why I was like, I, I tell him, I was like, I will not marry anyone under the age of 26, you know, or even 30, because it's like, you know, I want to have a list. Like, did you travel? You know, do, are you, how do you feel about yourself? Like, you mm-hmm. know, how is your relationship with, you know, all, all these things that like, I was, I had to experience as a married person and it's harder like that because you're mm-hmm. linked to someone, yeah. you know? Uh, uh, so it's, it's, it's very, it's, it could be complicated and, you know, and, and that's why we've had our issues mm-hmm. um, just because, and he's different too. Like he's still very ambitious, very like dominant and, and he knows what he wants. But in that process that he's developed that he's had to, you know, he's been married to me. He's been a father. So it's, it's a whole different, like you, you could still get to that place, but you have to like, you know, move your way around all these life situations. So mm-hmm. I, I tell that to myself, like, you know, I don't live in regret, like, oh, I should have mom, why did you make me? But it was more yeah. like, I wish I could have done it way later way mm-hmm. way later I was too caught up with like being sprung and oh my god he's so cute like it was just like it was so shallow like my reasonings they were yeah. real you know but it was just like you know I, I wish I would have waited like mm-hmm. 10 more years to get married um you know I feel like we would have saved a lot of like headaches fights you know because yeah. going to school is stressful and being married and all that stuff you know you have to juggle all these things that's why I always tell mm-hmm. people finish school or establish your career get your money like don't depend Mm. on a man like have your own Mm. bread like you know all this stuff like because it's it's culturally it was the other way I grew up like seeing you have to depend on a man it's Mm. rare to see an independent woman you know Mm. getting her money getting her career now I'm I'm for that you know but I had to grow up seeing the opposite you know so yeah it's just I don't know but things happen (laughs) it's it's interesting because um obviously you've known ben for what, 20 years That's 20 years um and th- there is some kind of like callous that i think people develop when they've known somebody for such a long time i think there's like this du- it's not a dumb saying but i've heard it that like you know you you develop a special relationship with somebody you've gone to war with and that's mm-hmm. me speaking broadly like you know war obviously i don't mean it in the literal sense but just in an emotional sense, because when you know somebody for a long time, you go at it with them, you know, you butt heads, it's bound to happen, you you can't escape it. And mm. as a as a as somebody who's in a committed relationship, you have to figure out a way to overcome and to be like, well, how can we make this work? Mm-hmm. How can how can we adapt to each other? Because I would also agree with you that, you know, the way that you and Ben are different me and my girlfriend are vastly different. And it's funny because I was actually having the previous episode. I was talking to, to, uh, to Mayela about mm-hmm. how opposites attract. And I, I made the case that, that they do because they balance each other out. Now, obviously that's not, uh, like a, a commandment, a, one of the 10 commandments that's spoken and you have to abide by it. No, it's different for everybody. But me personally, I've seen that opposites do attract, but it takes a lot of work to make that relationship work. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the beautiful things with couples who have, who have a long history is that they start off one way and then they see each other grow. 
And then what's even more beautiful is when those same people support that person's growth. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've heard of like of ter- terrible stories of like not like domestic abuse, but just like a lot of mental abuse between couples that, you know, the partner's not supportive or they just don't care. They talk down to them a lot. And that stuff, is, it, it, it makes me like it, it hurts because. Yeah. I can never imagine myself talking down to my girlfriend or her mm-hmm. trying to, you know, attack me verbally. Cause to me, that's just mm-hmm. not, that's not what love is, you know? And yeah. so, you know, so it's, it, it is, there is a kind of a special bond between couples who have known each mm-hmm. other for a long period of time. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I, I do see like opposites do attract, but again, like I, I, I guess cause of my psych background, like you also have to see like for example if he's a dominant person if he's an alpha and you're an alpha and dominant it's it's bound to like clash you know Mm. what i mean so i feel like now the next generation should be more intentional of like seeing their you know how their personalities what ticks them off what it's not just oh he's cute and i like him and we're opposite let's link it's like no like there's mm-hmm. a whole iceberg underneath that it's going to save you a lot of crying fights and headaches and stuff like that just by, you know, seeing that, you know, and, and I feel like that's for him and I, he's, he's very alpha. He's very driven and all that stuff. And me, I'm very alpha too. I'm very opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've throughout the years, you know, that's why I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like we bumped heads so bad because mm-hmm. you know, him, his drive and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, and then me, I'm not like ambitious like that, like him, but I have very opinionated. So we've, we've, we've had to learn how to like control our flames for the Mm -hmm. sake of the marriage, you know, because a a person like him should be, you know, with a woman that's more like chill, laid back and all this stuff. And then a person like me, I should be more with someone that's like more chill, laid back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All this stuff. Yeah um you know but we 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 try to make it work which is not perfect you know I don't want to sit here and say my marriage is perfect and we're perfect and no absolutely not um you know we've been sometimes hanging by a thread we've been sometimes in the highest soaring and all that stuff but I feel like that's real life you know and and we've definitely had to go through and learn you know from each other throughout all these mistakes and you know cultural mistakes and expectations and stuff like that yeah there, there is something that I also want to talk about in ter- like in regards to relationships where um, how social media <clears throat> in this day and age romanticizes relationships and what they truly are. Uh, I think people have this false sense of reality that you are infatuated or you're supposed to be infatuated and obsessed with the, your partner 24 7, 365 for 50 years until you guys die. And at least in my reality, uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many people actually feel that way in terms of like they can't stop thinking about their partner all day and they can't they can't wait to get home. Like, I don't know how many people actually sustain that kind of feeling for 50 years, <laughs> you know, and obviously I'm exaggerating, but um, me personally, like there's a difference between being in love with somebody and loving somebody because Mm -hmm. to me being in love with somebody means that you are that's like the honeymoon phase part Mm -hmm. where you're just infatuated with you just want to spend time with them because it's so brand new right like 
But then loving somebody, when you love somebody, you have those moments where you're just like, I kind of don't like you right now. And then you yeah. have those moments where like, you know what, you're fun. Like sometimes I'll come in my house and uh, like, it'll be a bad day. And I like, I'm not, I'll say like, hi to my girlfriend. And I'll just kind of, you know, kind of be on my own. And then sometimes I'll walk in the house and I'll fart and I'll laugh and it'll be <laughs> funny. And it's just, that's just how it is. It's a roller coaster. Like it's never just one way forever. It's n- like, it's not linear. And yeah. so, so I feel like social media kind of gives at least maybe this younger generation that false sense of reality that you're like, you're going to be in love all the time with this person. And then mm-hmm. when you're not in love with them, it means you have to break up. You know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's like that sprung stage, like that mm-hmm. fantasy world. Like, you know, um, I'm a I'm the type of person that I love alone time. I love being alone. Like I love being alone. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. I love to go on my car, put my playlist and cruise. I love mm-hmm. to go to the beach. I love to go hiking. I like to I like to get my mind in that. I'm not that's what I'm saying. The Ebby at 16 and 21, I would be like this at home just wanting mm-hmm. to be with Ben and staring at me you know but <laughs> yeah. now it's just like watch out man like I need my space like I need mm-hmm. it's so I'm, th- that's what I'm telling you it's so different and I guess because time has allowed me to learn that mm-hmm. and um and, and I got out of that stage of like just being sprung on someone and and you know and just instead loving them like for who they are flaws and all but mm-hmm. also loving myself as well because sometimes when people are sprung and stuff like that they put that other person as a priority and you Mm -hmm. lose yourself you Mm -hmm. know so I feel like it's like no you gotta love yourself you gotta know yourself you gotta do things that make you happy it's not being selfish it's just you taking care of yourself so then you could be the best reflection to your family and to your spouse you know so or your partner yeah and I feel like people also you know don't they do themselves a disservice when they don't take care of their their mental health, their physical health, their emotional health, mm-hmm. because when they don't take care of themselves, <clears throat> they, they project that onto other people. So other people get the bad version of you. So I, and I always, you know, try to remind myself of that to make sure that I'm mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, because I want to make sure that I present myself to my girlfriend the way she deserves to be presented to you know like I don't want to come up to her in a bad mood and snap if she says something that triggers me or whatever because Mm -hmm. those kind of things are not her fault you know those are things that I have to maintain on on my own and you know there are obviously circumstances where maybe I've had a real like a really crap day and I'm just like hey sweetheart um I just I've had a bad day today I just want to be by myself wow sweetheart I like that (laughs) I try to wait. I try to woo my way with her. I try to, you know, give her a little nicknames. Okay. Words, I words have impact. Years. I'm be like, yeah. Hey. So, hey. Move hey, you. Soul. Hey. Are you are you a man or a woman? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so and so and honestly, for me, this is something that I find, you know, and this could be different for somebody else. But me personally, I feel like when I'm in a bad mood, um, I would rather not talk. I would rather mm-hmm. walk away, cool off and talk about it some other time. Like, I don't <laughs> want to address something right there on the spot because I'm already uh, heated. I'm already heated. I don't I don't want to do it in that in that emotional state. I'd rather yeah. go away and just revisit it 
Are Come most on. men like that? Because Ben's like that too. And I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about it right now. Oh, why are you? Like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to talk about know, it right to now. Be I think, you know what it might be? And this obviously is an overgeneralization. I don't have the statistics on this. But mm-hmm. maybe I feel like maybe women just want closure. Yeah. Like, why are you upset? Why did yeah. you react this way? What's going on? And men yeah. are just like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Men are very like, nope. We're not talking about this yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm going to go cool out for an hour, drink a beer or whatever. Yeah. And we'll talk about this later. And women yeah. are just like, no, 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 no. Like, let's do it now. Do it now. Yeah, do it now. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. no, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, like, my point being like, it's one of those things where I know myself now where it's like, I would much rather not say anything that might come off wrong. And my girlfriend's going to take it the wrong way. And then she's going to react. She's going to misinterpret it and react a different way than how I initially intended to say my words. So, you know, it's one of those things that you, you learn first of all about yourself. And second of all, you learn with that person as you get to know them a lot more. And yeah. So, all right. Well, Abby, thank you once again. (laughs) I know this conversation, we can go on for hours, but I am, you know, and hopefully we need we might need to have a series like yeah. a like a marriage series i think that would be dope but i appreciate your time i appreciate your information mm-hmm. your knowledge your wisdom um that's what that's what that's why ebby is a queen because she has <laughs> all this information and wisdom okay so i feel like every girl should learn strive. from my mistakes guys yeah. learn from my mistakes yeah yeah and if and and i want to thank you Usika. i'm so proud of you know he's not paying me for this but like um just you day. know for you <laughs> For you guys, you know, to do that and the podcast, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm very, very proud of you guys. And, Thank you. And sorry in advance if you lose followers after <laughs> they're like, why are they having this one? You know, so nah. but yeah, our I'm fo- proud of you guys. And <laughs> our followers know that we talk, we talk real stuff here. We don't talk with any filters, and and okay, that's why good. that's why there are our listeners. But uh, nice. Thank you, Sika. No, yes. thank you very much, Abby. Good to see you. So uh, that's gonna be it, you guys. Thanks for listening once again. That is Abby Chavaria. The great. And uh, my name is Usika. <laughs> You've been listening to the Nectar podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Bye, guys. Thank you.